With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Do you struggle with understanding God's mercy? If so, stay tuned and I will teach you how to understand the true meaning of God's mercy today. You are listening to the Prospering with Christ podcast. This podcast is a community that teaches you how to work on yourself with the help of God. Each week, you will be taught how to grow closer to God by learning about his grace and overcoming toxic teachings that we were taught while growing up. So get ready for your host, Key, to help you heal mentally and emotionally, to help you build up your confidence while giving you clarity, and also to help you seek God and grow closer to him. Let's start the show. What is going on, everyone? We are back for another episode of Prospering with Christ. I hope that you had a wonderful week last week, and I hope that this week will be just as amazing to you as well. So for today's episode, we are discussing the true meaning of God's mercy. I talked about this a little bit in episode 96, but many of us have a hard time thinking about God as a loving, forgiving father. It's like when we mess up and we make mistakes, we tend to think that God is going to strike us down or get us or send us a very harsh punishment. And a part of the reason why we think that is because for so long, that is what churches taught us back in the day. They didn't paint God to be this loving spiritual being. They painted him to be this mean person who you should just fear and obey. The way that they stopped us from making mistakes and sinning back in the day is by pumping fear into us that God would get us. And I feel like we're in the process now of reversing that type of teaching. And so I didn't want to just stop at explaining the way God forgives you. I also want to dive deeper and talk about God's mercy, because although we're in the process of reversing it, there are still people who believe that. And there are even people who understand that God is forgiving and God is loving. But when they make a mistake, they still have this thought in their mind, like God hates me. 
God is mad at me. God is going to punish me. God doesn't want anything to do with me. And I want to dive deeper into reversing that today. So first, I want to talk about what is God's mercy, because maybe you don't understand. Maybe that's another reason why it's difficult for you to see that God is forgiving, because you don't truly understand what God's mercy is. And so God's mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. There are times where we truly deserve what is coming to us and coming for us. And God shows us mercy and does not allow us to get what we deserve. Think about it like this. We oftentimes get ourselves into sticky situations. Sometimes we knew that what we were doing was stupid. Sometimes we knew that what we were doing was out of alignment of God's will. But we did it because we wanted to do what we wanted to do. And we honestly deserve whatever happens to us. But God loves us so much that he says, you know what? I'm not going to let that happen to you. I'm going to save you from this. I'm not going to let you experience this. I'm going to save you. I'm going to show you mercy. I understand you made a stupid decision. Yeah, I understand that the world will call you stupid and say, you know what? You deserve that. I don't even understand why you would do that. The world would condemn you, but God will convict you. He will tell you, yes, you did something that was very wrong. He's not going to belittle you by calling you stupid. But instead of God just condemning you, he will convict you by telling you you are wrong and helping you to change And he will show you mercy in your situation. So mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. Now, I want to be clear. Sometimes God will show us mercy with a punishment. And sometimes God will save us without us experiencing any punishment at all. Like sometimes, let's say you did something that was really, really, really bad and you had to go to jail and you were facing like 30 years. Well, God can show you mercy where you don't go to jail at all. Or God can show you mercy where instead of you um, getting 30 years, you get like five. So you're still getting punished, but he showed you mercy where He took 25 years off your sentence. So it's like sometimes there will be a punishment. But the punishment might not be as bad as what it could be. Sometimes you do have to sit down. You do have to stumble, but you won't fall. God will allow you to stumble, but he will always catch you before you fully fall. And so even if you get a punishment, just know that God is still showing you mercy. But sometimes God will save us completely without us reaping any type of punishment. He won't even allow the stumble to happen. And I can't speak on what situations he would do that for. And none of that is completely up to him. But I don't want you to think that even if you experience a, um, a punishment, that God did not have mercy on you. If he took 25 years off your sentence, he had mercy on you. 
When you think about God's mercy, I want you to think about a lawyer. It's like a lawyer, they are aware that you have done something wrong, but yet they don't leave you. And they still fight on your behalf. They don't condemn you like everyone else and tell everybody that you're a horrible person or even tell you that you're a horrible person unless they're just a horrible lawyer. Most lawyers, they don't judge. They fight for you. They know you did something wrong and they still fight for you and they show you mercy. And that is exactly how God is. He know that you did something wrong and he still loves you and he's still fighting for you and he's still backing you up and he's still sitting right there with you in the courtroom ready to defend. God loves you that much. That is how much God has mercy on us. God is a better version of a lawyer. And God has all the strategies to win the battle and still allow you to come out on top. That is mercy. And that is the type of God that we serve. We don't serve an evil God who's going to strike us down because we did something wrong. We don't serve an evil God who's going to hate us because we made a mistake. We serve a God who shows us mercy. I want you to think about it like this, because let's be honest, even as human beings, we show people mercy sometimes. We don't put people through what they deserve. So let's say that you have three kids and one of your kids come up to you while you're cooking dinner and they say, hey, mom or hey, dad, can I get a cookie? And you're like, no, after dinner, like you have to wait, eat your food first and then you get the cookie. And so when you're not looking Your child goes into the kitchen and they sneak and get a cookie and you see them eating the cookie before dinner. And so you get mad and you're like, as a punishment, you don't get a cookie after dinner. Your other two siblings are going to get a cookie after dinner, but you are not going to get that cookie after dinner. So you guys eat dinner and now it's time for dessert. And your child is looking really sad because they have to now sit and watch their two other um, siblings enjoy a cookie and they don't get one. And although they deserve to not get another cookie, you feel bad for them and you have mercy on them. And you say, you know what? I'm going to give you one more cookie. And that's it. And you allow them to eat that cookie with their siblings. You just have mercy on your child. Let's be honest. They did not deserve the cookie. They did something wrong and they actually deserved to sit there and watch their siblings eat a cookie in front of them. But because you love your child so much, you decided to have mercy on them even though they were wrong and allow them to enjoy the same treat that their other siblings have. It's the same thing with God. Sometimes you deserve to sit there and watch all of God's children be blessed and you have to sit there and watch their blessings. But God loves you so much 
that he knows that even though you don't deserve a blessing, you don't deserve to take part in all the things that these other people are taking um, part in. He is not going to let you sit there and watch. He is going to let you be a part of it. He is going to show you mercy. He's going to say, you know what? I forgive you for the mistakes you made. I understand that you don't deserve this, but I'm still going to give it to you because I love you. That is mercy. And that is how God has mercy on us. Are you enjoying this episode so far? Is this episode teaching you about God's mercy? If so, leave a review and let me know how you like the show. Also, share this episode with your friends and family so that they can learn the true meaning of God's mercy as well. Now let's get back to the show. Now that we have an understanding of what God's mercy is, I want to talk about the different ways that God gives it to us. But let's continue with the cookie story. In the cookie story, um, with your child disobeying you and doing something like going behind your back and eating a cookie before dinner, I want to ask you a question about that. Would that change how you love your child or how you treat them moving forward? Like, would you love them any less because they went behind your back and got a freaking cookie before dinner? Would that change the way that you treat them as a parent moving forward? No, it wouldn't. And have you ever wondered why it wouldn't? It's because you have unconditional love for this child. When you have a relationship with someone that is unconditional and your love for them is not based on what they do right and what they do wrong, their mistakes are not going to change the way that you treat them or the way that you love them. God has unconditional love for you. God knew that you were a sinner. He knew that you are not perfect. He knew that it's unrealistic for you to go through your entire life without making a mistake. But his love for you is not based on mistakes. His love for you is unconditional. And so your mistakes and you doing things that you probably deserve to have whatever's coming to you, that's not going to change the way that God loves you. There are people that God loves that I'm going to be 100% honest, I don't understand why. Because as a human being, it's hard for you not to base your love for people off of their decision making. Like, let me be honest. There are things that people do that I don't care about. Like, you steal. That's not going to make me not love you. Um, you lie. You gossip. You gay. You have sex before marriage. Like, none of those things bother me. The things that bother me is like pedophilia, sexual assault, murder. Like those things, those are the things that I'd be like, God, you love him. <laughs> but he does. As a human being, it's hard for us to do that. But God does it. 
God has an unconditional love towards all people, no matter what you did. He can still show a person mercy who was a molester or a rapist or a murderer. And I know that that might hurt you, especially if you were a victim of something like that. Trust me, I get it. But God has unconditional love for everybody. And I'm trying to help you understand that there's really nothing that you can do. There's no mistake that you can make where God will not forgive you, where God will not love you anymore. If God can forgive somebody who did that, he can forgive you for stealing. He can forgive you for lying. He can forgive you for your drift. Whatever you did, he can forgive you. He will forgive you. He can have mercy on you because of that unconditional love. I actually know people personally who don't have unconditional love. It's like even from their parents, their parents love them based on the mistakes that they make. When they start making mistakes, that changes the love that their parent has for them. But that's not how God is. God is the one person that you will truly experience unconditional love from. God understands that you're learning. He understands that you're bound to mess up. And so he's willing to show you mercy, just like you would do with the child in the cookie story. I also want you to understand, because I talked about this in the beginning of the episode, but sometimes even though God shows you mercy, he will allow you to reap. He will allow you to reap whatever you did. Like, for example, like I said, with people who commit very serious crimes, yes, he will forgive you. Yes, he will show you mercy, but he might still allow you to go to jail. So sometimes God will allow us to reap. But God will always allow us to come out on top. I want to tell you guys about the story of the Israelites. And I'm going to be honest, I cannot find a specific book about this. Because if I'm being honest, this was the entire Old Testament. And you have to just go back and read the Old Testament because it's like an ongoing thing. But there was a point in the book, in the Old Testament, where the Israelites kept worshiping false gods. And God was getting so angry with them and he wanted, he was going to punish them by sending them into slavery and letting their cities be destroyed. And he kept sending his prophet to go prophesy and warn them about what was going on. And like I said, there's so many books about this. I can't name a specific book. If I find a specific um, chapter, I'll include it, but I paid attention to what God was saying when he was warning Israel about the destruction that was about to come. He was telling them how they were going to be taken over by, I cannot think of that king's name, King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar, what is his name? King Nebuchadnezzar. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know I struggle with Bible story names, but the king was going to take over Israel and they were going to go into slavery um, to him and then their cities were going to be destroyed his temple was going to be destroyed everything was going to be destroyed 
But I kept noticing that at the end of every single prophecy, the prophet would tell them, after all of that, they would return to their hometowns and they were going to come out on the top of the situation. And it kept sticking out to me. And when I was reading, God spoke to me and he said, I may allow you to be punished, but you're always going to come out on top in the end. And so God may allow you to go through a season of reaping, but you're always going to come out on top. He's not going to allow you to stay in that season. He's not going to allow you to die in that season. The punishment is temporary. Your reaping season is temporary. It won't last forever. And so, yes, sometimes God does allow us to reap for the decisions that we make. But you will always come out on top in the end. Because the season of reaping is different than what we know. Like, for example, when you do something bad in the world, what happens to you? You go to jail. And that doesn't really do anything. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, jail doesn't help people. It just kind of just makes you a criminal and then you get out of jail and then life is hard for you. And then a lot of people who um, went to jail once, they have trouble finding jobs and all of that. And so they live a life of being in and out of jail. The jail system is not meant to help you. The reaping season is meant to help you. The reaping season is meant for you to learn and grow and change. That's how you come out on top. You come out on top because you actually learn something. You actually grow. You actually become better. And that's how you come out on top. It may not feel good because it feels like you're getting punished, but the reaping season is actually for your good. Because you're meant to come out better than how you went in. And that brings me to my next point. Another way that God gives us mercy is by correcting us because he wants us to change. The legal system don't care about correcting you. They just want you to suffer. When you go to jail, you eat in the nastiest foods. You are being literally treated like the worst person, like the scum of the earth. They ain't trying to correct nothing in your life. I mean, you might come across some jails who have like college programs. I actually had a cousin who went to um, prison and he, I think he had got a college degree while he was in prison. So they do have some programs, but for the most part, jail is not meant to correct you. It ain't meant to help you. But the reaping season, God, he's going to show you mercy, but his whole point is to correct, to develop a change in you. And that's how you always come out on top and come out better. And like I said earlier, another way that God um, shows us mercy is by making it where we don't have to experience any repercussions at all. Maybe you made unwise decisions where you didn't pay your mortgage and now you are in the process of going into foreclosure and you don't have any money to fix this problem. 
And God could say, well, why didn't you pay your mortgage? You had the money. You didn't pay it. You deserve a foreclosure, but I'm going to save you. And I'm not even going to allow you to experience that foreclosure. Because that's how much I love you. And that's how much I care for you. But I even want you to understand that although God may make it where you don't have to experience the repercussion of your actions, his point and his purpose is for you to still change. His point and his purpose is for you to come out of this situation better than you came in mentally, spiritually, emotionally. You should be able to trust God more that he showed you mercy in this situation. You should be able to be grateful that God would even save you for something that you deserved to encounter. You should come out of the situation better, regardless if you have to go through a reaping season or regardless if God saved you from the reaping season. You should come out better and come out as a changed person with a new perspective. It doesn't matter because the whole point of God's mercy is to give him glory. At the end, not only will you come out on top, but you will give God glory. So it doesn't matter how he chooses to give you mercy. If he allows you to reap, if he corrects you, or if he doesn't allow you to experience any repercussions, it is always to give him glory. But every time that you make a mistake or you mess up, I want you to remember a couple of things. Even if you are the type of person who has to go through and experience a reaping season, although it doesn't feel good, God can still show you mercy through the reaping season. You may think you did something wrong and you have to go to jail for five years. Don't you know that God can show you mercy through those five years of you being in prison? Let's say that you didn't pay your mortgage and your house actually does go into foreclosure. Don't you know that God can show you mercy even while you're going through a foreclosure? Let's say that you're broke. You made a mistake. You had a gambling problem and now you're broke. Don't you know that God can show you mercy even while you're broke? We have to make a habit of not thinking that mercy only happens afterwards. Mercy happens through the entire process from start to finish. And so even though we may be reaping for what we did, God can still show us mercy through this reaping. I also want you to remember not to take advantage of God's mercy. You don't want to get to a point where you're taking advantage of him because you know that he's forgiving you and you know that he's going to help you because there comes a point in time where God might take his hand off. God loves us, but he doesn't want to keep repeating himself to us and he doesn't want to enable our bad behaviors. And so There comes a point where God is going to get tired of saying the same thing to you over and over and over again. 
and he might take his hand off. And when he takes his hand off and you realize God isn't with me anymore, you're going to experience a whole lot of hell in your life. And you're going to be crying out to God and he might answer, but sometimes he might wait to answer. Because this is a punishment for you taking advantage of the situation and not changing. You feeling like you can just live and do whatever you want to do and treat people however you want to treat them and live however you want to live with no repercussions. You're taking advantage of the fact that God is forgiving, that God is merciful, that God is a resource for you to help, is that God is the resource for you to um, get help. You're taking advantage of that fact. And sometimes God will take his hands off of you. He did it in the Bible with Israel and he allowed them to go and be slaves. He allowed them to be submitted into slavery. He let them fall and it wasn't a quick fall. They were slaves for years. You don't want God to take his hand off of you because he knows your heart. And he knows if you're taking um, advantage of him. He knows if you're being manipulative and you're manipulating his love for you. Don't take advantage of God. I also want you to remember not to go back to the things that God saved you from. If you got in trouble with the law from selling drugs and you were facing like 20 years in prison and God showed you mercy and saved you, don't go back to drugs. Like, don't go back to the things that God literally saved you from. If he saved you from having a foreclosure because you didn't pay your mortgage, don't go back to not paying your mortgage. Don't go back to the things that God has saved you from. Because like I said, a hard head makes for a soft behind. And sometimes if you keep doing the same things over and over and over and over, God will get to a point where he's like, you know what? I saved you the first time. I saved you the third time. I saved you the 10th time. But this time I'm going to have to let you stumble. I'm going to have to let you feel this because it's evident that you're not going to change until you actually feel the fall, until you actually feel the repercussions. And so if you keep running back to the things that God has saved you from, there might come a time where that one last time you run, that's your downfall. That's the time that God is not with you. That's the time that God is not jumping in to save you. Do not run back to what God has saved you from. I also want you to make a habit of listening to your conviction and putting your pride aside because God will try to convict you and let you know before you even make this mistake, don't do that. Don't skip out on your mortgage. Don't get into drugs. Don't do that. And you have to make a habit of being obedient to God's conviction. Put your pride aside. The thing that stops us from being obedient to conviction is we have too much pride to say, you know what? I am wrong. And sometimes you want to prove to yourself that you're not wrong and you jump into it, but then you fall into something that you should have never gotten into. But you have to put your pride aside. And when God convicts you, take it. 
and be obedient and say, you know what, Lord, you're right. I shouldn't gamble. I shouldn't get into drugs. I should pay my bills. I should do this. I don't even want to create a situation where I need your mercy. I should do what I'm supposed to do. And so if you understand that God is with you through your reaping season, you understand that you shouldn't take advantage of his mercy. You shouldn't go back to the things that he saved you from. And you should make a habit of listening to your conviction. This is going to help you avoid mistakes and messing up. And so my assignment for you this week is to thank God for the mercy he has shown you over one situation in your life this week. But that is all I have for you today. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you learned something from this and I hope that this has inspired you. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you get a notification every time a new episode is uploaded. Follow me on Instagram at Prospering with Christ where I post motivational quotes every day and also interact with you and respond to DMs. That is all I have for you today and I will see you next week.